Checking your posture so that you establish a balance between being relaxed yet alert. Allowing ourselves to intentionally soften around the areas where there might be some holding tension especially checking around the eyes and the forehead and the jaw. Noticing the shoulders and the hands. Any other places in the body. And then noticing the whole body just sitting here. Having a sense of the various changing sensations within this form called body. If you find it helpful connecting with a light anchor, for example, the breath at the belly or at the nostrils, or your place of stabilization may simply be the body as a whole just sitting. Whether it's the body or the breath, knowing the sensations, connecting with the changing sensations within the movement of a breath or within the body. If it's helpful using the light labeling at the breath, it might be in and then feeling the in-breath silent label of out and feeling the out-breath. And of course, for some, it may be more natural to begin with an open, spacious attention. Just knowing whatever is in the field of awareness most predominantly, most obviously. And even if you are beginning with the light anchor of the breath or the body, allowing the attention to open up to whatever is obvious in the field of attention. Whenever the time is right for you, to let go of the light anchor of the breath or the body. We continue to take notice of any of the defilements that become obvious or predominant.
any form of attachment, wanting, the liking that can turn very sticky, preferring, any form of aversion, like resistance, not wanting, not liking, judging, criticizing oneself or others. Seeing if the quality of attention that can be brought to these defilements can be neutral. Just knowing what's happening in the mind. Connecting with sleepiness or sloth and torpor. bringing a clear, energetic attention to the various sensations around sloth and torpor, heaviness, lightness, swaying, also with restlessness, allowing the attention to be spacious around restlessness of the body. Knowing how that is different from restlessness in the mind. And also doubt, manifesting as indecision, trying to figure things out, confusion. Knowing things just as they are, without adding anything more. And today you may begin to notice also more subtle states of mind. Calm, tranquility. Noticing when the mind is interested a sense of joy, delight, equanimity. Noticing when the mind and body are unified, sense of concentration. You don't have to look for these things. They may simply become obvious. When there's nothing going on, or it seems like there's nothing going on, it might be simply a sense of calm or tranquility to be mindful of that, or equanimity, or that light delight that arises in the mind. we can stay balanced, not getting excited about anything, whether it's pleasant or unpleasant, just seeing things as they are, 
moment to moment. And mindfulness gathers a lot of strength. So let's do our best to stay balanced, clear, yet keeping our attention gentle, not forcing anything, staying relaxed yet alert.
when thoughts appear in the mind. Notice them simply as thinking without getting lost in the content of the thought. Just seeing it as a process, a mental state of thinking arising and passing away. You might check to see the attitude of the mind in relationship to that thinking. Is there judging, frustration, wanting it to be different? Notice the attitude of the mind. Labeling, noting, or simply taking note of what's going on.
questions this morning about your practice? Yes, back there. Self-pity is one of the defilements. Well, it, it could be under the category, yes, under the category of maybe aversion, maybe, yeah, like that. <clears throat> one of the ways to deal with um, experiences that are sort of difficult to connect with is tune into the body and see how it's affecting the body there might be various sensations around the body. For example, a feeling of kind of um, pulling in. Or sometimes I'm just thinking about myself when self-pity is there. There's a, there's a lot of feelings around here for me. Um, and, you know, maybe there are tears. And so there's warmth coming up around the eyes and a little bit of pulsing around the eyes. The heart feels very fragile. The physical heart area can feel very fragile. The limbs can feel like jello, um, not very much um, strength to them. So tuning into the body with any of the uh, emotions like that can be really, really helpful. It's very grounding. Because oftentimes experiences like that can be elusive, and um, not too much to touch base with. There can be a lot of words around it. And so there's a whole terrain to deal with. But if you can direct the attention to how does this feel in the body, we're often more able to um, ground the attention on something. So investigate. And it could be also... um, It could be interesting, but also really incline the mind towards being interested, being curious, like, what does this feel like? Look at it as if you were looking at something in nature. Yeah, like a bug or a leaf or something like that that's, you know, really different. Mm -hmm. Yes, back there. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh yeah, that's great. I thought that was a great example that um, Deb gave last night. Yeah. Is something here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wondered 
Yeah. Okay. So not not being so clear sometimes on uh, what the defilement is and how to make that more clear, basically. And sometimes it's it's just experienced as thinking. Did I hear that correctly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and you did include that sometimes you are touching into the body and how this is experienced in the body. Um, so when thinking occurs, and sometimes for a lot of us, there is a, a lot of thinking. And if that is what is predominant to you at the time, let that be so. You know, you, it can just be a matter of noticing that thinking is happening. Now, when the same kind of subject matter comes up in the thinking uh, pattern over and over again, it may become obvious to you after a few thoughts that, or maybe a few hundred thoughts, <laughs> that, oh, this has to do with aversion. You know, the, you'll, you'll also notice the content of the thought. So in, in the instruction, we're asking you not to get lost in the content. However, it is totally possible to be aware of the content without getting lost in it. So there's a difference there. So when we are naturally aware of the content of the thought, we'll know that this thought has to do with judging. This thought has to do with wanting something um, like that. So you can uh, turn the attention to what's fueling that. You know, there's, there's an emotion that's fueling that thought process. Or another way that we say it is there's a quality of mind uh, or an attitude of mind that um, is happening in relationship to that thought. So sometimes it takes just a questioning, what's the attitude of mind here? And you can allow yourself that particular thought that helps you to point towards the attitude of the mind. So these are various ways we might look for the attitude of the mind. I'm going to give you some examples of ways that I do it. I might ask myself, what else is happening? Or I might ask myself, what's the attitude of mind here? Or what's fueling these kinds of thoughts? So allow to allow ourselves that kind of questioning, just short questioning, about um, to, to notice what else is going on. Now, we don't want to get, again, don't want to have the questioning get so involved with the thought content that we, then we, it pulls us into the content so much that we get identified with it. It can also be okay to just notice thinking is thinking. No. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that way it is it can be a defilement. But you know, sometimes there's a thought that the sky is blue. You know it's it's very 
neutral, but sometimes embedded in the thinking process is one of the defilements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the comment is about when thinking is happening, um, then there's a mindfulness with that thinking. There's a noticing that the thought just kind of stops. It drops away. And then there is a reflection about well, maybe I'm not being mindful enough because I'm not able to see the, the whole process of the thought and uh, like that. Actually, the, when there is a thought, thinking is happening, and mindfulness um, connects with that thinking, and the thinking just stops, that is uh, strong mindfulness. That's actually very strong mindfulness. It's able to see the impermanent nature of one way to look at it. It's able to reflect the impermanent nature of that thinking. And in that moment, what's happening is that mindfulness becomes the predominant experience of that moment. And thinking falls into the background because mindfulness is strong. So um, actually, your practice is fine. It's, uh, there are times when mindfulness is there with the whole um, content of the thought, and that's fine too. But it's, it seems to me that when mindfulness is really strong, the mindfulness becomes so predominant that the thought drops away into the background and becomes negligible. And so that's okay. The thought that oh, I'm not doing this right. I'm supposed to be doing it differently. Notice that as thinking. It's just another thought. And this is a perfect example of how it's important not to believe all of our thoughts because sometimes, as we've all experienced, uh, we'll go into the teacher and um, report something thinking that we're doing it wrong when actually mindfulness is very strong at that moment. And so we... It's important not to judge our practice. And and when we're judging our practice, to just notice it as judging. Keep it really simple. And so I just want to, it's an opportunity for me to bring up this point. Um, 
when thinking is happening and we, we feel kind of enmeshed in the thinking or any other experience, uh, an emotional experience, other mental states, experiences of the body, it's really helpful to use a kind of noting process like this, thinking being known, sensation in the body being known, whatever it is, coolness, heat, tension, pressure being known, um, anger being known, especially when we feel an enmeshment in what's happening. Because it's that kind of noting process, which also needs to be very light, a light touch with it, tends to see that this is the experience, this is the experience, and this is the mindfulness or the knowing of it. And it tends to kind of parse it out. And so that can be very helpful. You can try it on and see how it goes in in your practice. One last thing and then need to go on. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh huh. Uh huh. Great. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I suppose you all hear that. Did you think that being mindful of it was kind of making those things happen? No, no. Oh, that's the Oh, that's the energy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. I think you you're you're heading in the right direction with that. I just want to refine that a little. Uh, for you. So when mindfulness picks up that there is a lump in the throat, leave out in the throat. Yeah. Notice just the sensation of the lump. You could even leave out the concept that it's lump. Mm -hmm. And um, leave out, you know, soreness in the chest. Just leave that part out in the chest. And pay attention to whatever the sensations of soreness are. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. Tightness, constriction, heat, coolness, lightness, heaviness, those kinds of more empirical, um, you know, just basic uh, experiences like that, elemental experiences having to do with earth, air, fire, water, that kind of thing. The heat element, you know, which includes coolness. The fire, um, that's a fire element. And the earth element, which includes maybe tension, pressure like that, heaviness. Lightness is in the earth element also, the opposite of heaviness. Things like that, just noticing that. And turn the attention more towards how it's changing and away from the, you know, the concept. So that's a good direction. I would just want to spend a couple minutes on 
the individual interviews. So we're starting with the individual interviews today. And those of you who were not seen yesterday will be seen today. So you don't need to check the board if you were seen yesterday. So give some room for the other ones to check the board. Um, because uh, Deborah and I just put up our interview list. So um, check the board for that. Uh, and it's, it's really helpful if you talk about your practice here rather than what's going on at home. We're, we're really, we really care about your whole lives in general, but we only have 10 minutes. So if you can uh, limit it to what's going on here, we could really help you with that. You might talk about what hindrances or are, are um, coming up for you and uh, kind of like talk about the highs and lows of your practice. So what's challenging for you with regard to the hindrances? And maybe you could reflect on and let us know what's, what makes you feel confident because that's, that's what helps uh, us understand our practice and lead towards a balance in knowing ourselves too. Be sure to leave room for us to respond. Um, <laughs> or else we'll just say thank you and your time is up. <laughs> um, so please, uh, w please um, we're going to give you the responsibility for watching your time. Um, there'll be a clock in there that you can look at or you know just pay attention to your your own watch. Um, or if not, then we'll just have to say thank you very much. And that'll be, that'll be it. Um, so remember the people in back of you and behind you that they need their time too. Okay. So have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.